Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. So this week I was preparing, you know, for the message and and I didn't preach last Sunday. Pretty much I didn't preach the Sunday before and I don't think I preached the Sunday before that. And uh, so I was really excited about this week. I was gathering all my stuff because I thought I was going to land the plane on this kind of let no one deceive you. And I had a lot of stuff to get into that I wanted to talk about, about Jesus' second coming and the army marching with him and Israel and Saudi Arabia and the book of Joel and Zechariah. And it was going to be awesome. But I had too much. and So I'm worrying about that, how I'm going to get it all in. And so Friday, I've got to get my sermon notes in. And those are in your worship guide there today. I'm not going to be any use to you today, but they're there for you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting that together, and Dawn calls me, and she says, hey, what are you doing? So I go into this big deal about telling her how I'm struggling, trying to put this together, and I got all this to talk about, and not enough time, and she said, well, you remember when I gave that word like a year ago, and I said, kind of, I mean, I didn't remember exactly what it was, I remember she gave something. She said, well, this morning I feel like the Lord gave me the second part of that, and I'm like, <laughs> Great. I'm not sure why I'm studying at all. <laughs> because I've learned this, 23, uh, coming up March 28th of this, well, March 28th, this month, on March 28th, we're going to celebrate 23 years being married together. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Clap for her, clap for her. Let's give it up for her. One thing I've learned about her is that uh, if she comes to me and says, hey, I feel like I've got something I'm supposed to share. Like to the church, I know it's God. Because she won't do it if I ask her. If I say, hey, will you uh, speak? No. So I have to pray, Jesus, will you tell her to speak? And so I knew when she felt like she had something, I wanted her to give that to you. So I'm going to turn. Can you welcome Dawn as she comes out? Just give us the word. Come on, buddy. Good morning. How is everyone this morning? Good. Well, listen, it's been almost a year ago since I was up here giving um, a word or a vision that I felt like God had given me um, right as we were going into the quarantine and probably about two weeks into the quarantine. um, This came to me and um, I was, I had been for a couple of weeks, just had been feeling um, the, the feeling of just really not caring a whole lot about anything, just blah, nothing really mattered. You know, have you ever had that feeling like you would just really like to stay in bed all day because you didn't just really didn't care what was going on that day. You would rather just be right in bed and didn't care. Well, I was having those feelings and I thought, you know, those, those aren't normally my natural feelings and my normal feelings. Yes, there are days that I would like to stay in bed. I won't say there's not. You know, that hasn't run across my mind before. But it's not a, like a, a thing that, like, I really would do. And so I begin to ask God, I'm like, what is going on? Why am I having these feelings? And so the Lord gave me, um, as I was out on the track one day, because who knows, we could be outside we had to be at home, but we could be outside. So me and the track got 
real acquainted. We were over there. I was over there every day. And so as I'm walking around the track one day, and this is the vision or the, what I gave a year ago to the body. And um, so I'm walking around the track, and I'm like, God, what is going on? Why am I feeling this way? And he, I begin to see as I was kind of on the far end of the track by where the trees are, and I was looking in towards the town, and I saw this darkness that was just there. And I could, I could see everything still. It was still far away, but I could see it. It was just everywhere, all around. And I thought, okay, I'm kind of feeling that. So, you know, that, that does make sense. And um, so I just was like, well, okay, I feel that. But what does that mean? And so he began to um, tell me that I was becoming lethargic and that he wanted me to give a word because at that point in time we didn't know it was still it was going to be I mean it's a year into this thing and it's still going on and so I believe that that was kind of a warning vision to the church to myself for one I mean it hits me first but I felt like it was a, a warning vision to the church about not becoming lethargic and that was the word that he gave me to go along with that, that darkness. And so I looked up lethargic, and it means to be sluggish or apathetic, which was totally what I was being. And so um, I gave that word to the body. And um, also the, the, he gave me a song to go along with that, and it was um, the song My Weapon by Natalie Grant. And it talks about how um, his presence pushes away the darkness and so that became my, my favorite song. I listen to it all day long, every day. And um, just about how to push the darkness away. And so I gave that word, and, and I believe that it was a warning to the church a year ago to not become sluggish, to not become lethargic, to not get in that, well, I don't care, I want to stay in bed deal. So that was kind of, that's what happened. Um, and so as I was... Usually my days start off very quickly and everything is moving and we're going, 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 going. And so a lot of times my mornings do not get my time, my time. And so Friday morning was a little bit different. Everybody was just kind of doing their thing and, and being able to do what they needed to do to get ready for the day. And I was just sitting in bed and um, I always, I feel like God speaks to me whenever I begin to just start writing stuff down frantically because it's coming so fast that I just begin to write stuff down. And, and so I believe that this vision or this um, word is not a warning, but I believe that it is an encouragement to us because I know God loves us so much that he wants us to be encouraged. And so I believe that that is what this word is. And so this is what God gave me Friday morning, I see an army rising. I hear the sound of dry bones rattling. And dry means sterile, unproductive, unable to reproduce. Prophesy to the dry bones and life will come. It is time to shake off the dust. 
prophesy to the dry bones, command them to come together as an exceeding great army. I see an army rising. It is the people of the land. Tired of the evil things covering us. They, or we, will push it back, shoulder to shoulder, side by side. We are standing with arms extended. I see a sea of arms in unity pushing the evil, the darkness back. The arms are covering the land, pushing together. And I believe that that's what's going to be the final thing. I don't know what's going to happen this year and in this year. So I, I looked up the words extended arm because I thought that was very prominent in what I saw with all the extended arms together. And there are several terms for extended arm, but the medical term for extended arm is a steady pull applied to a fractured or dislocated arm or leg to restore it to its normal position. Have you felt fractured or dislocated this past year? I don't know every situation. I don't know what everyone has been through this year. But I know that God is speaking because he knows. And I believe that God is speaking to us that whatever happens this year, that he is wanting us to go through the process of letting those fractures or those dislocations begin to be extended to where then you are restored back to your normal. And so God knows that when a body has been injured or fractured or dislocated that it takes a process to get it fully extended again. I don't know what the process is going to be for you and what you've had to go through or how you've been dislocated or injured this year. But I believe that God is encouraging us that whatever this, this year brings, whatever the next two years, next three years, I don't know. I'm just giving this word and I'm going to let it work in each of your lives in an individual way because God shows us that he sees an army rising and it's the people of the land. This was very prominent. It wasn't just this region, just this church, just this region, just those of you, you know, who, who are seeing and, and hearing this. It's not just the United States, but it is the whole land. And all I saw, I did not see faces. All I saw was a sea of arms. And those arms were coming together in unity. And that's going to be the end product. That as you 
begin to extend your arms as that process happens from, you know, you're being hurt so you can only extend this far. Your elbow can only bend this far. But I believe that God is going to begin to apply some of that pressure to begin to fully extend your arm to where we are, he tells us, we are part of the sea of arms. You are part of the sea of arms. So whatever takes place this year, know that God sees you in that sea of arms and you are extended. There isn't anybody out there doing this number because you can't reach, but we're all shoulder to shoulder, side by side, pushing the darkness away in unity. So be encouraged this year. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to look like for us. I don't know what it's going to look like for me. I don't know what it's going to look like for you. But be encouraged. God loves you so much that he wanted me to make sure that he, you know you are part of the extended arm. The sea of extended arms. It is us. So I just encourage you, whatever that process is that you have to go through to get um, the fracture or the dislocation healed to where you can fully extend, then please do that. I don't know what it looks like, and I don't claim to. Your walk... You may be dealing with lots of different things than I am, but trust that God sees us, that his plan for our land is that of extended arms, pushing the darkness away. Because like last year, I saw that darkness coming. It was not coming fast, but I know it's closer than it was then just by what's going on around me. But I also know that it did not overtake me. I have not had any vision of it overtaking me or of it covering me completely and fully. So I know that God, that there is a hope and that there is an encouragement for you to be restored to your normal position. So I just thank God that he loves us so much that he loves you so much that he is encouraging you this morning to go through the process, to go through the process of getting that extended arm because you're part of it. You're part of the sea of arms that is pushing the darkness away. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Amen. So good. Pushing back the darkness. When Dawn shared that with me and told me what she was going to do, you know, I didn't know how, you know, how long, you know, how long are you going to be, or am I going to preach? Am I not going to preach? What am I going to preach? That's pretty much a regular thing right now. I'm asking, what am I going to preach? <laughs> and um, even this morning. As I was preparing and getting everything ready and making sure I had everything lined up, 
I had a feeling that that was not what God wanted to do. And I'm like, dude, how about telling me on Monday? (laughs) He's not concerned about my comfort. So I'm just going to follow his lead. And this is what I feel like he's saying to us through that. It's going to be, I'm going to go to John chapter 1. Hey, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't set you up for that. That's my bad. I'm totally out of system here. If you have your Bibles today, would you like to open them to John chapter (laughs) 1? Good job. We're such creatures of habit. I love it. John chapter 1, it's uh, the Gospel of John. And uh, I'm just going to wing this if that's all right with you. I wasn't ready for my last year, last year, last week's 15-year anniversary deal that, again, totally shocked us and surprised us, so I didn't have my 15-year anniversary message ready, and so I, I didn't do a very good job of probably thanking enough people that I'd like to thank for helping make this 15 years possible, but we are truly blessed to be a part of such a great move of God and great people, and as Dawn was sharing that about the darkness coming, here's a concept that I think it's important for us to understand. I'm, I, I would say I've learned this, but that would sound like it's a completion. So I'll say I'm learning because every day I'm continuing to learn. Sometimes we think that the freedom that we need in our life is going to come from a change on something outside of us. So less of bad in the world is going to mean more good. Less restrictions will bring more freedom. So we operate in our life sometimes on an external freedom situation. So when something changes outside of me, then I'm free to change something inside of me. But I propose that I believe that the Word of God is just the other way around. I believe it's backwards. I believe that freedom should come inside and affect what's outside. It says here in John 1.1, In the beginning was the Word, in the beginning meaning the beginning, creation beginning. John 1.1 is the New Testament version of Genesis 1.1. It's giving you a picture of what, where Jesus was in the beginning. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word represents Jesus. If you go down to verse 14, it would read, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that's Jesus the only begotten of the Father. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through Him. Colossians talks about that as well. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him, in Jesus, was, what's the next word? Life. See, we don't have it on the screen. That's why you bring your Bible to church. Because my 115 slides that I had prepared for today, well, they're not going to be up there. So you got to get your own Bible, bring them to church. Because from now on, who knows what I'm going to preach. So you just got to be ready. We're shooting from the hip. <laughs> in him was life. So in Jesus is life. I just want to say that, again, to reiterate for anyone watching and for us to remember about the world 
In Jesus is the life that we're looking for. In him. People are looking for life. People are looking for affirmation. People are looking for hope. People are looking for all kinds of things. They're trying to find it in a lot of different places. But we're only going to find true life in Jesus. In him. It's not even in the church. It's in him. In him, in the church, it's in Jesus. It's only when I had a relationship with Jesus that I found true life, true meaning of life, true purpose of life. So we know that in him was life, and the life that comes from him was and is the light of men. Let me say that again. In him, in Jesus, is the only source of true life, and that life that comes from Jesus is the light of men. It's the light of men. Provides direction, provides hope. And look at verse 5. And the light, the light of men that comes from the life of Jesus, the light shines in the absence or the presence of darkness. In the presence of darkness. And the light shines in, in, in the darkness. It doesn't say light shines when there is no darkness. It says light shines in the darkness. So darkness is present and light shines in it. It doesn't say light runs away from it so that it can be light. You get what I'm saying? It's like we think in the absence of darkness... I can be light. That's not what the Bible says. We have light in him, and we are to go into darkness. That's the purpose of light, is not to run away from darkness, but to run into darkness and provide light to those who are in darkness. But we think too many times that, oh, it's darkness, and that vision she had a year ago, darkness is coming. And we go, oh no, darkness is coming. We can either have that response or we can say, oh yes, darkness is coming. You see what I'm getting at? What I'm saying is we can either see darkness as an obstacle or darkness as an opportunity. I just, where I work, it's just so dark. I know. That's why you're there. To be the light of men. To be the light that shines in the darkness. I just want to go where there's other people. See, our tendency is, is to get the light in us and then go around and gather with a bunch of other lights and sit around and shine the light on each other and compare who has the brighter light. You know, and that's what we do. We're coming together in church and that's great. We come together and and shine our lights, and it's wonderful. It's, you know, get our batteries charged up or whatever it may be. You come in here and, yes, get the high beams back on. Maybe you got a broken headlight. You get it fixed in here. So you go out so you can shine bright again. But the purpose for us to have light is not for here. The purpose for our light is to go shine in the darkness. So you don't go, yo, I'm in church. And then, Oh, I got to go to work. (laughs) It shouldn't be like that. 
that still, still should be, yes, I get to go to church. But then it should be, yes, I get to go shine the light in some darkness today. We should have more confidence in our light than we do in the darkness. But unfortunately, we get this mindset that we can only shine bright when the darkness is reduced. When the evil stops in the world, then the Christians will shine bright. Why? Why are we waiting for everything to change out there before we can shine our brightest? Or what if we're the ones that's supposed to make the change, not wait for the change to happen so that we can come out and now be Christian? What if we're supposed to go out and be Christian and bring the light and cause the change? This is what I think God's telling us and through this vision that she had. Because notice, the arms were raised... And here's what I think God's saying. Look at the last part of that verse, verse 5. And the light shines in the darkness, in the darkness. And then look at this next part. And the darkness did not comprehend it. I'm in reading out of the New King James Version. I don't know what version you're reading out of, but in mine it says, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now again, I don't have notes with me, but if I remember from studying this before and preaching on it before, that word comprehend had at least three different meanings in that Greek word. And the reason that New King James translated comprehend because what it's saying is, is that darkness could not figure out light. What that means to me is sometimes when you go out and you live life as a Christian and you shine light in the midst of darkness... Some people are going to look at you like you've lost your mind. They're going to look at your life and your circumstances, and they see how you're responding. They see how you're praising God and worshiping, and they're like, shouldn't you be depressed, discouraged, filled with anxiety? How are you responding to that life circumstance with joy and praising God? Darkness cannot Figure out the light. So don't be discouraged when you go out into the world and you live a life for Jesus and not everybody can figure it out. Don't be discouraged when not everybody applauds you for trying to be like Jesus. Sometimes they just can't figure it out. They can't understand it. I I don't get it. They need the life that you have, but they don't know how to get it. And this is why God's wanting us to go let our light shine, that even if they don't understand it, your light is still needed. I'll say it this way. I think, uh, I think Bill Johnson said this. Sometimes, you know, we think about do we hear from God or not? Do we, not he- do we hear from God? Sometimes we assume we don't hear from God because we base our ability to hear from God on our comprehension of what he said. Like, I'm not, I just can't hear from God. You're hearing from God. You just may not understand what he's saying. And sometimes we engage acceptance of others on whether they understand or not. There's, there's a time, you know, I'm doing this for 15 years, when I came in and, and thought, okay, we've got a goal here. We're going we're gonna to build the church. We're going to grow the church. And so I had a heart after God. I'm like, okay, Lord, here's what we're going to do. Like I'm telling him, we're going to create an incredible balance 
where people that's hungry, wild, going after God, they're going to feel right at home. And we're also going to be a place for those who are coming in a little more conservative, not used to the little crazy stuff. They're going to feel welcome too. We're just going to create a perfect balance where everybody's going to like it. <laughs> I think that's what he said. He laughed. It doesn't work that way. Because even on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, a pure move of God, the coming of the Holy Spirit into the earth, it was just God. There was no premeditated thing, nothing to figure out. There was no denominational thing. It just, boom, here's what happens. And it says, thousands were saved while some mocked and said they were drunk. So I say that to say, darkness is not always going to comprehend what God is doing. But the other translation of that word I like, darkness did not comprehend it. The other way you could say that, darkness did not overpower it. Did not overpower it. So our goal cannot be less darkness. Our goal has to be more light. Our goal is reason all those hands were raised in the vision. This was my interpretation of what I feel like God was saying. Those hands raised universal around the world were people worshiping Jesus. Worshiping Jesus. Praising him. In other words, their eyes were off of fixes in the world. If we can just get this person in, if we can just get this change, if we can just get this and this man's way of fixing things, when their eyes got on Jesus and they began to worship him, more worship created more light. <laughs> you ever had uh, someone that was down lower and you were trying to help them up, some, or maybe you're trying to get out of a hole, or just trying to get out of the ground, and, and they're laying there. I'm just, I gotta illustrate this, sorry to camera people. So you're laying down. Hang on, I may stay here, this is pretty comfortable. So, and you're, you, you hold your hand up, right? Role play. So now I'm here, they hold their hand up. Then I reach down, and I pick them up. When you raise your hand to God, it's saying, God, I need your help. It's, it's saying, God, can you, can you help me up? Can you, can you help? He's always ready to reach his hand down and grab you. said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to hold on to you. But darkness cannot overpower the light. So now I understand this principle that it's not about something changing on the outside of me. It's about more of what God wants to do on the inside of me. So getting rid of the darkness in our world. How many knows that we've got some dark things going on? We've been talking about this in this series, Let No One Deceive You, and I had a lot of stuff I was going to talk about today. <laughs> Who knows whether I'll get to it or not. I thought the other day, I think I just need to have a class night breakout where all the people that's interested in really going deep on this stuff can come, and the people that could care less, you don't have to come. <laughs> but to talk about some of the current things that's happening, there are some dark things going on in our world. There's some dark things that's going to happen even more in our world. But that should not be discouragement, that you should see it as opportunity for us to shine. I don't want you to be afraid of the darkness. We go into the darkness. We go into it with the heart of God. The heart of God. The heart of God says this. We don't just point out those who are in the darkness. 
The, the idea is not to shine your light in there and go, aha, I see you, I see you, I see you. Look, look, see who's in there? Look at that face. They're in the darkness. See, look at that. You're, you know, they're looking at the light. Light does you no good when it's shown, shown in your face. I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit. If you're in the dark and someone comes to lead you out and they just shine in your face, Hey, dude, point it down. Show me the way out. Don't show me where I am. Too many in the church, we want to take our light and we shine in their face to show where they are. When he, the Bible says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my, whoo. So now I begin to shine the light. For them, and I go into the darkness and I say, Oh, hey, hey, I get in the darkness with them, point the way out, and I say, Let's go. This is what Jesus was saying that our light should shine in the darkness to go tell people there's a better way to live. I could say to teenagers, There's a better way to live. Not because I'm trying to point out your mistake, because I've been there. I've been there where I thought if I drank like them, then I would be, yes, then I'd be accepted. I'd find fulfillment. But no, in him is life. It's not in it. It's not in the bottle. It's not in her. It's not in that. It's not in the drug. It's, not, it's in him is life. And that life is the light. So when we let our light shine, this is the light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. Yes, I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan hit out. We'll let it shine. Folks, I believe darkness is coming. I believe darkness is already here. Are you excited? We should be. We should be. I just don't have any Christians around, around me. Go make them. Go into the darkness and find some people and lead them out. Look for some people in darkness. We're, we're running away from the people we're supposed to be drawn to. We're like running to the light. We need more light. No, I've got the light. Run into the darkness and bring some people out. Yes. Thankful to our firemen, men and women rescuers that when a building's on fire, everybody else is running out. They're running in. Why are they running in? 9-11 happened. It's hard to believe. It was 20 years ago. Men and women running out looking for safety and men and women running in to save others. Let our light shine. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.